0: Get started at one of our local financial centres or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Dave Watson. Hi, Fergus. Hi, Dave. And... (laughs) By, <laughs> and by Paul Doolan Hello What was that little cheeky laugh for there Dave?
2: I'm just um, remembering the weekend
3: For yeah <laughs> <laughs> We met up with Dave Watson in the flesh this weekend Who we hadn't seen for quite a while The flesh is a local pub Yeah and <laughs> It's no London's it only gay club slash live butchers Which is there was so
1: in exchanging texts arranging the recording of this podcast Dave texted something that made me like sink a little bit in my stomach and feel embarrassed I was like <laughs> oh he said has fergus sobered up yet which I thought was a bit <laughs> just, I think you were fine Paul thinks I was fine
3: Paul you was did go on
2: I was just going to say you did like at one point you held your pool cue aloft and declared that everyone in this pub thinks I'm cool.
3: (laughs) But I think that was more jokingly. No, that was
2: definitely... That was my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: fine. That was just classic Fergus Craig rambunctiousness. I don't think that (laughs) was... uh, I think you'd earned the right
3: as well. You'd been at that pool table a long time and it was winner stays on. Yeah, I was doing well. I was doing really well. And I did go
1: to the pub and have five pints, having only had like two crumpets for breakfast. So that'll do it. <laughs> so I'm pleased yeah, with myself. And I'll tell yeah, you, someone no- else who'll be pleased with himself, Rafa Benitez hey. and the staff and players of Newcastle United Football Club. <laughs> do we think
3: we're going to make it to the Premier League, guys? <laughs> Should
1: we do percentages? Do percentages. Yeah. I'm currently on
3: 100%. Yeah. I'd say yep. the same.
1: Because it's guaranteed. Fantastic. We didn't have a pod last week because of uh, apparent engineer shortages. In, yeah. Uh, the, it's yeah, their
3: S- union. It has to be broken. It's the union. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I,
1: I think we sort of dodged a bullet because I, I know what that last podcast would have been like. Yeah. I think myself... And you, Paul, would have been getting quite worried. I think I would have still
3: thought that we're more likely to go up than not. Yeah. And I think you'd be in agreement, right? Yeah. I think the form we were in going into, it was like two wins from eight games. It was two wins from eight. And and I think, Dave, you would have been
1: very calmly saying it's going to be fine. Do you reckon you, you would have been doing that? And you would have been proved right. Unlike last season, but you would have been proven I right. I think
3: we'd all have been proven right in a way. We'd have been right to worry because we were in worrying form. Well, we were actually together on Saturday afternoon when we
1: realised that yeah. Huddersfield and uh, Reading had lost and suddenly everything was fine. I mean, yeah. it's going to be fine then as soon as that happened.
2: Yeah, Petrie, keen and Rosie.
1: So we might as well start talking about the game itself last night, um, Dave, give us your assessment.
2: Um, you could tell that there was a lot of anxiety in the fan base, and I think you guys are reflective of the fan base a little more than me because I think i 'm a bit more um, bullishly optimistic normally. Um, Yeah, I think that I'm generally
1: more positive than the average Newcastle fan, certainly the one that shows, the average Newcastle fan that shows up on social media.
3: Yeah. Yes. But uh,
1: you're very positive. I'm another level. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. (laughs)
2: Um, And in the first, I don't know, like the first, uh, first, well, up until the first goal, there was a lot of atmosphere, like almost imploring the, the team to kick on and, and uh, and you know, put a few past them. And then the first goal went in and there was a kind of like, a like, a, oh, God, it's happened. Oh, okay, we're fine now. And the atmosphere kind of died a bit. And then it built in anxiety when Preston grew into the game more and more. And obviously when they got there, they had a breakaway that um, they should have scored from. And they had, uh, then when they equalised, the the tension in the ground just built and built and built and it was only when um uh we really pressed for the final like five minutes of the first half that's when uh we got the goal uh, that Atsu scored from a, a really, really lovely see breakaway. Um, I think once once Atsu's goal went in, I think at that point the, the fans Lost their anxiety and just started kind of enjoying the the, the game a bit more. Um, I'd say I still think accept- it
3: felt a bit tense up until the sending off and the penalty, and that's where it was like, okay, this is going to happen. Then we we've, we've tried yeah. to Newcastle it up and not managed it. It looks like <laughs> they like they Preston weren't going to let us do a Newcastle and lose that game. Do we think it was a penalty? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: That's a it's a tough one. A like there's different it, angles that you see it from. And you're just not sure. It's so <laughs> very difficult one for the referee.
1: That I one.
2: mean, for anybody who hasn't seen it, it it was like a it was a corner into the box, and um, I think it was Aymeric uh attempted an overhead kick, and the ball bounced back out in front of Hayden, who um, was calmly slotting it into the empty net. When one of their uh, one of them uh, their central midfielder. Pulled off a lovely save, like really good reaction save, and he shouldn't have because he's an outfield player. So it was, I I think that was almost like you were saying, like Preston aren't going to let us Newcastle it up. I think that's the quintessential look, lads, here, just just have the red card, have the penalty. Get yourselves up with the Premier League. Go on, enjoy yourselves. And after that, it was a bit of a jolly, wasn't it?
3: It was good to see their defender after doing the save. Like, what he should have done is the Stephen Taylor, like, roll around, (laughs) pretend it's hit you, like, in the chest or in the face, convincing nobody. It was disappointing not to see some amateur dramatics. Yeah. The last time I can remember seeing that, it was Suarez. Ah. So maybe
1: that player will now go on to become one of the world's top strikers.
3: <laughs> I think that that makes almost too much sense. Just, yeah. It's just obvious.
2: I thought it was quite funny that, like, um, Benitez
0: clearly still has... Sorry, I was going to say, under
3: on... that logic, Adam Johnson will go on to become a very popular radio disc jockey. So
2: it could work. <laughs> um, I was going to say that um, Benitez has, has, like... Uh, had no interest in settling uh, and just having a, a bit of a party, having a bit of a, uh, you know, let, letting the players have, have a bit of a laugh because of the substitutions he made. Like um, Perez missing out on his uh, potential hat-trick. And, I felt really um, sorry
3: for Perez getting subbed off when he was on a hat-trick on what was guaranteed yeah. to be, like, a game in the club's history. I mean, it
1: would
2: have yeah.
3: been...
1: It wouldn't be, have been one of the greatest hat tricks of all time, would it? No, it would, <laughs> it would almost no. certainly have been the worst. It would, would have been the only hat trick ever for all of the goals basically to have been <laughs> off his arse.
3: But you'd yeah. be a club legend for that. Yeah, you'd yeah. Get the hat trick of terrible goals in the game that got you back in the Premier League. That first one, but, I felt a little bit sorry for Kieran Clark, considering. Yeah, it was basically yeah
1: his goal. I mean, no. No, blame to be
3: had. It's a tough one, that, because if you get a deflection off a defender, but the ball's going in, it still counts as the attacker's goal, unless it sort of significantly veers it off course. There'd be an argument, I would say, for it being Clark's goal. I mean, it wasn't a deflection, though, was it? It was was off his hand. Oh, was it? Yeah, it went in off Perez's hand. (laughs) <laughs> yes, so no, no. It, was like, it was even worse of a goal um, it's
1: now time for full disclosure I didn't see the game because which I know is disgraceful as the host of a podcast about <laughs> Newcastle United <laughs> in what was the most important game of our season but you're but, really into line of duty we really, <laughs> missed it on Sunday yeah. we get it no it was uh, my 13 year anniversary with my seven and a half months Pregnant girlfriend. I don't think that was gonna.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a tough. Yeah, one. no, that wasn't gonna fly. Wasn't, no. Yeah. But yeah, it was. It was grand, and like there were lots of there were lots of things to talk about in the game, like um the like Richie obviously grabbed the penalty um and put it away beautifully. Like of yeah. of of all the players in the team that could have scored that penalty, because I think there's there's you know there was a few on the pitch who could have put it away, like. Perez, probably Mitrovic and Shelby could all have stuck it away the way that I, I couldn't think of a better person to shoulder that responsibility than than Matt Ritchie because he's been Mr. Reliable pretty much throughout the season. He had a bit of a dip in form, but all the way through the season, he's the guy that you want to be put, tucking away and tuck it away. He did. That was a cracking penalty.
3: And that's his say, 16th goal of the is season. Is really? In yeah. all
1: competitions? Yeah. I, I assume think. so. Yeah, Yeah, that is quite a tally. Yeah, he's been, he's been, I would say almost as influential as John Joe Shelby, without looking mm. like a moody bastard.
3: Yeah. <laughs> with that, yeah, John Joe Shelby, I sort of find last night when it was tense, you sort of find this a lot with Shelby. He'll just go deeper and deeper, almost playing like a sweeper, and <clears> just <throat> trying sixty-yard balls. It just feels. It feels too easy to do that. Cause you're just taking yourself out of the limelight. And if one of those passes fails, you you can just sort of... That can be shrugged off. Whereas you want him further up the pitch making sort of 20, 30-yard balls.
1: Well, often... I'm, yeah. It, it's often the way with those sort of players, isn't it? That they... If they don't feel in the game, like Gascoigne used to do that, Beckham used to do... it. Yeah, but they'd come Rue like leaves, into their yeah. own
3: half. Whereas Shelby goes... They, into our own penalty area. He's our deepest player a lot of the time when he's got the ball, which is, I
2: I think some of that will have been to do with trying to draw out Preston because Preston were, I mean, and it worked brilliantly for them in the first half. They were set up to, to hit us on the counter attack. So I think both Hayden and Shelby dropped further back to try and pull, to try and coax out their, their players. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think that um, he could have played further forward and Hayden being the, the the guy in between our two centre-halves instead of...
3: Yeah, I think Vernon Anita back. could definitely have played further back.
2: <laughs> Every yeah, character had like they game. had,
3: it was just whack it to just where Anita should be. Well, from the highlights yeah. that I saw, and
1: we shouldn't get into the, the negative things... Really, considering how well, yeah, how how it's it's a day for celebration. It's a day for celebration, guys. (laughs) But we we did look even like when we were ahead, we looked astonishingly open on the counter attack. And I'm sorry. And now we might as well just drift off into because we haven't had a pod for um, a couple of weeks. That Leeds game, which Mm. I did see. On Sky, yeah, was so frustrating that the uh, when we were we pummeled them and we were 1 0 ahead and we, yeah, it, and we conceded that goal with virtually the last kick of the game. Jamal LaSalle, I think he yeah. might be a
3: terrible defender. He's not looked much better in the championship than he did in the Premier League. He just that's.
1: He just ends up in no man's land. Mm. Quite often, when we concede a goal, you look where he is. What is he doing? He's,
3: he's still t- very young. He's yeah. very young, but
2: it's almost. I think we said it. Be- I think we've said it before, where he's he's essentially Stephen Taylor, but a bit more charismatic in front of the camera. I like he's not he's not a great centre half, and I don't think he would be first choice centre half. Next season, um, I think that'll be Clark or somebody we buy or even Mbemba would probably get in ahead of him in the Premier League. Um,
1: I don't know if LaSalle should just get a job as our publicity
3: spokesman, (laughs) just just (laughs) not be a player. He has had a lot of great games this season. I think as well, to get back on the positivity thing, the good thing about that Leeds game is that there aren't many games where we've played really well and not won no there, yeah to there's be been fair, a lot of games this season where we've played terribly and won to to be Is fair a good that, sign yeah, of champions that LaSalle's mistake for the i for the
1: final goal uh, for for the the goal that we conceded against leeds was pretty much the only thing that I've got negative to say about that performance really mm-hmm. i thought that was a brilliant performance and i didn't see the result against ipswich coming but, no, um, no. But by hook or by crook, we've gone up. Um, yeah. I know, what else? I mean, there's so much to talk about.
3: What did, did,
2: did you talk- see? Um, did you see Mitrovic uh, wanting to take that free kick? Yeah, and um, and then Richie. I think I think part of him like taking the shot before the referee had set the wall and everything. I think part of that was just like two fingers up at, Mitrovic
0: yeah because he is a little clearly. bit of a
2: spoiled kid and he wants to take every penalty he wants to take every free kick he wants to be involved and he had a really good game against um against Preston he really did he you know he held up the ball quite well he, he bothered their center half certainly in the second half he grew in confidence um he set up Atsu's goal with a really like an unselfish uh it was a great assist of, it was yeah just,
3: really good awareness he still doesn't look yeah. like scoring any soon. I didn't realize until the Sky Sports graphic came up. He's had one goal in seventeen games, like in the last. I know, 19.
2: but the I agree with you.
3: I don't think he's like he's not terrible. I think he is the closest we've got to Emil Heskey. He's not. Mm. He's not a goal scorer necessarily. He does seem to be at international level. So who knows? he arrived I think as that- a goal scorer as well, didn't he? he yeah. Was-
2: yeah, but then I, I think I think with Mitrovic, he, if if we keep him in the Premier League, um, it's because Rafa Benitez wants to play a different style in the Premier League. Because if Benitez wants to stick with the horse that brung him, then I think we'll see the back of Mitrovic because his stock's still pretty high. He is, you know, it? he's,
3: he... is yeah, it? still it's high it. amongst It'll... some Newcastle fans, but yeah, I'm not. I suppose he's still doing okay internationally, and he's young. And he's got and goals in Belgium, his- maybe, but I don't know if it's. Uh, we'd be lucky to get the money back we paid for him. Oh, I don't think we get. Well,
2: that. I, th- I honestly think that the biggest thing for for Mitrovic this season has been he's been kept out of the fo- out of the side by a player in form in Gale, who mm. even when he's just coming back from injury, always seems to pop up with a goal on his comeback. So he, you know, he's been kept out by him, and then. By a very experienced championship striker in Murphy, so he hasn't actually played that many minutes, and the majority of his time on the pitch has been last ten minutes of games when either we're coasting because we're winning, and we don't need to push for a, for a third or a whatever, or we're in games where we're either trying to get the the equalizer or trying to you know to to get the to clinch a winner. And I don't think it's I don't think he's played very many games for the full ninety. Um, with the first team and being part of it. So
3: there's some eye rolling going on over here, Dave.
2: I know. But I think if I Mitrovic actually...
3: is looking for a new agent anytime soon, he could do a lot worse than giving you a ring. <laughs> I like Mick, I like Mitrovic and he's Oh I
1: like him. He's very enthusiastic. Yeah. He's like he's the opposite of Shelby in the sense that he's low on yeah. contribution but very high on Enthusiasm.
3: He's aggressive and infectious like a, a strong sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> whereas, whereas
1: Shelby in that, that photo in the dressing room with all the players together with their tops off having a drink, the, the, the classic celebration photo. Yeah. I'm uh, sure I think what Shelby? Shelby does, do. does not look happy in that photo. Shelby never also, looks happy though. I think it's he? the kit man in the background have a look out for that oh photo. yeah
3: i saw him at the back left he looks confused
1: yeah so um i tell you what we're going to do now we're going to have a quick break and then there will be more from us after that break
0: Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Oh
3: shit, what should I talk about? <laughs> Keep that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome back!
1: <laughs> yeah, do keep that in. It was just a real... I mean, I've, I'm so unprepared for this podcast. I mean, when am I ever prepared? Um, I guess we should talk a bit about... I mean, there's a couple of games left this season. Uh, do, we, do we think we're, we've got much chance of actually winning the title?
2: Uh, Brighton, need, Brighton need one win. And we can't catch them. Um and we need to win like um we need to win basically we need to win both our games. There's a possibility, but I don't think it's a it's a I don't think it's a, a good possibility. It's yeah.
3: nice it's nice that the the other team going up are Chris Hutton's side, isn't it? Yeah. Feels Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels nice to see him doing well. If it, well, actually, if we I, didn't have Rafa Benitez, I don't know if there's another
1: manager I'd Rather have in football, like in terms of like realistic Guardiola. Yeah, I don't think I'd <laughs> want Guardiola. Really. It seems like a twat. I always thought Guardiola was, was like this really cool manager who was the dream manager, but not, I guess I never actually watched his interviews. He's just a
3: dickhead. Yeah, I do agree. Yeah. I wasn't seriously suggesting that we I know, could either I get know. Guardiola. I mean, yeah, you'd probably take him.
2: It was quite nice. There was, um, um, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Craig Hope of the Daily Mail who um, sent uh, Chris Hutton a text message or got in touch with him somehow, probably a text message, and said, oh, congratulations on going up. And Hewton, um replied, like congratulating his players and praising his staff and then saying, now we're just waiting for Newcastle to come up. So it's nice that like, Hewton st- clearly still has the affection for the club and the fans um, that the club and the fans has, has for him because he is just the he's he's an unassuming, quite a, a, a humble, but clearly a, a good manager and a likable guy, and he fosters a good team spirit. And I think he's a great addition to the he's, Premier League. And yeah. He's like
1: the he's like the absolute antithesis of Tim Sherwood.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's humble. Yeah. Is. So, but as well he's not actually got a bad record in the Premier League despite being sacked from Premier League clubs so I think he will do alright, I think he'll keep Brighton up yeah I think they've got a good chance of, of staying up
2: it really depends on who they go off and sign because I'm not, not convinced they've got a lot of money to sign uh, to to spend on players and um, in much the same way as we'll need to buy like six or seven players to really like secure safety straight away, I think they'd need to do similar because there's quite a few members of their team that just won't cut it in the in the top flight. Like um, what's their chops? Their, their right back Bruno, something like thirty six. It's a tricky played. one
3: though. I think when you look at sort of Burnley when they come up, I think a lot of the teams that stay up now they do tend to keep. A lot of the squad that got them there, rather than doing wholesale changes. I think we do need to make wholesale changes because we've got a more championship squad than Brighton have, and I think we're a more we're less of a cohesive side, whereas yeah. they're more of a a
1: long term project. Yeah, and, oh, and yeah, it could yeah. be like more we, like Bournemouth or something. Mm. I think that it's it often, particularly the the team that finishes first, often the teams that go up from the championship do quite well at first because they've got, Mm. there's something going right at the club. They've just had a successful season and they, and even if they don't buy loads of players, I think they often do quite well. And here's a positive from going up as of last night. It means that now that we know we're going up, we've got some kind of sense of what our budget will be and what we need yeah. To buy. So rather than going up for the playoffs, we do, in theory, if, let's just say we were ran by famously competent people, yeah. Yeah. then in theory, we've got time
3: to, to plan properly for next yeah. season yeah, you get would some hope- signings at the beginning of the window. You would hope some of it's already been done. Like, business-wise, yeah, yeah. you'd hope a lot of the conversations have been had and just held off uh, once promotion's confirmed. Let's do that. But, yeah. But you,
1: is it? I mean, is Rafa going
3: to stay? Does he, Is he waiting for a sense that... Well, his post-game comments last night when he was asked if he'll stay, he basically said he'd like to, but you never know in football. It's the same as the winter window. He's basically saying, if I'm backed, then I'll stay. But he's not going to... He's not like previous managers we've had where he's he's not going to accept like being dicked around by our board. And well, it's not one of two things him. he could be su- suggesting uh, if I get offered a dream job. I don't I think take. he was suggesting it in that no. way, though. I think he's he seems to be making it pretty clear. He'll stay if he gets what he wants. Yeah. And if they actually <laughs> early on in the window make some
1: real life sensible grown up bids. Yeah. For players that he wants, so he definitely
3: won't be here next season. Yeah,
2: I think a lot of the a lot of the targets that we heard mooted in the um in the January window are the type of player that we're going to be chasing anyway. So the dream the dream situation is if Fulham don't come up in the the playoffs, because then we can you know try and get that Tom Kearney, yeah, um, that we heard so much about, and also if Swansea go down, then uh, Sigurdsson. Could be available, and Swansea. You've got another couple of players that we might fancy pinching off them. Um, and I know there's that thing about like you don't really want to buy players from relegated sides, but there's certain cases where you you can look at their players and say, well, he's clearly a good player, just maybe the team around him didn't pull their weight or, or whatever. And Sigursen's a great player,
1: but what would yeah, be like? A, a, he would be like a number ten for us, playmaker.
3: But we've already yeah, got one wanna... of them out on loan in Holland. Who's coming back? So why would we?
0: <laughs> why would we even
3: consider doing that? It's ridiculous. Next, what are we talking I about? I honestly
2: thought you'd mentioned him before the break. <laughs> to be honest, mate. Um, oh, there's hard. an interesting quote about Rafa Benitez staying from Rob Elliott. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, uh, when when asked, like, um, do you think of Benitez is going anywhere? Uh, he says, I don't think he stayed just to get us up. He's not that type of manager. He sees this as a long-term part project. The connection's back with the fans, the manager and the players. It's just brilliant. Hopefully this is the start of something special and we can look back at this as the catalyst that pushed us forward in a couple of years. Oh, and by well, the way, I always nice think interviews from footballers are
3: always really reliable. We- <laughs> 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 That'll be Rob Elliot sold now for, for speaking out. He'll go the way of <laughs> Nolan and Barton. Sorry, what was the other thing you were going to say?
2: Oh, it's just nice that Rob Elliott came back in the team and
3: yeah. you know,
2: registered a win and was part of the game. that um, Made a crucial save ordered. as
3: well, one-on-one. I thought it
2: was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Like, he didn't just stand on his goal line
1: for, me, for the whole no, game. No, for me, I mean, I know on an earlier pod, you mentioned the, the idea that we might sign Joe Hart. But like, for me, Keeper would not be the first place to look for. I would I agree, really yeah. like we've done a little bit of this but we might as well now that we're know that we're definitely going to be in the Premier League what do we need? I'll
3: I'll start by saying a central defender. Yeah, at least one.
2: Have you heard the rumours that Ryan Shawcross um, I saw something about
3: this but he as with every article I just looked at the headline and it was it's the same with all football articles now it tells you nothing about the content inside it's either like fans respond to this rumour or player responds to this or club looks for new signing, but it's all clickbait really. So I didn't see actually what he said.
2: No, the, um, the only thing that I think is making my ears prick is that his contract is up not this summer, but next. So he'll have one year left on his contract Ah. with Stoke and um he is like he's much better than we've got. Is he still half, is he
1: still half decent?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. He's still
1: good. And for he's, stone. he's one
2: of those like like super dependable without being particularly uh spectacular. Um but it so might be not to be play. another Saul Campbell. Let's pass. <laughs> he's not <laughs> no, He's it. not
3: old and broken. Yeah, I think he's no. It's the sort of player we should try and sign where there's not yes. necessarily a massive sell-on value, but the value a player like that would provide to the club would be more than that sell-on value would be. So I think it's, it's those sort of signings. If we start to hear about one or two of that type of player coming in in the summer, then you will start to feel a bit more easy that Benitez is getting his way. If it's more like a £15 million 19-year-old from St Etienne, coming in, I start to feel a bit more worried that it's Graham Carr steering us again. I wonder if we'll see anything from Lazar or Hamez, or they're just going to be
1: gap year students who are... uh, I I think
2: Lazar's got possibility. Um, There was talk that it was his uh, grasp of English that was um, troubling Rafa, um, which hopefully over a, a summer he can address, but uh, I think with Gamers, no, nah, I think I think that was he was brought in for the um, the dressing room. He didn't cost us anything. He won't have cost us much in wages. I think we'll, you know, thank you and goodbye.
1: That's weird that he didn't get much playing time, is yeah. it? Yeah,
2: it
1: does oh, seem well. odd. So, and we've already. So, where else do you think? About, well, we've already spoken about how we could do with a another striker, and I, I, personally, I think Mitrovic uh, is probably yeah going to be leaving
3: i think mitch Vitch will go but yeah i think gale would well will and should get a good run in the premier league like a good he'll get more of a chance to prove himself than he has at other clubs in the premiership
1: but he's also we don't know how he's going to fare yeah injury-wise. we don't want to be relying on just him yeah you really don't want to because you don't want to do like bournemouth growing up with callum wilson and then he's yeah, injured almost immediately you do need although he is back-ups. one that
3: we look at quite a bit Callum Wilson who would slot in in the same way as Gale so he would but as I as
1: worry yeah. that he would slot in in the same sort of injury point yeah, of way as true. well I think definitely
3: <laughs> yeah. a left winger we need I don't think Gouffran yeah. will be staying I don't think Atzer no. will be staying and we can't really rely on Aaron's, who seems to play twice a season it's not his fault but He's very injury prone again. Isn't Nile Ranger
1: doing quite well at South (laughs) End?
2: Nile Ranger's a striker. We're not having him back.
1: No, but Um, we need a striker. Carry on.
2: I think we could do with um, a backup central midfielder for Shelby. I think we could do with a left winger, a striker, a centre half. Um, I think we could do with a left back because Paul Dummer he'd still give us like 6 out of 10 in the Premier League, but that's Nowhere near going to be good enough for whatever team we, you know, whatever iteration of Newcastle United we have up there. We need a we need a proper left back, and I would quite fancy Charlie Taylor from Leeds. Should they not come up? Because I like him. I think he's very good going forward. He's tenacious in the tackle. Um, yeah, I, I like him. It's a weird have one, it.
3: of them. I can see him being one of those players that we always say isn't good enough, but ends up like starting almost every game every season for the next eight years and just sort of doing it I I think he's all right he's uh, he is all right he's not he's not great I think there's bigger deficiencies in our starting 11
2: yes yeah especially
3: for the he can sort of do it at the Premier League I could also imagine him like if some It's like when we had Aaron Hughes and he wasn't quite good enough for us and then became a stalwart sort of Premiership defender because he is good enough for that sort of role. I see Dummett kind of bit like Paul Dummett at West Brom under Poulis. I could imagine being a steady six, seven out of ten every game.
1: Yeah, I'm not, yeah. But but I, from the sounds of it, from the way we're talking, it sounds like we're gonna. We all want the whole team a, a replacement for each member of the team. Um, <laughs> I think we'll what see. we want not is just not that we're going to get rid of them all sorry so quickly quickly dave i just need to uh i've just realized we need to rattle on carry on
2: no i was just going to say that yeah as you said we're not we're not looking for um to replace the entire team as we did in the championship we just want to you know improve on what we've got and use players like Dummett as a squad player rather than a first choice left back
3: yeah i think that's fair enough yeah yeah i think we're all in
1: Agreement, And I'm sure there'll be more chances to talk about who we're going to get before the end of the season. Uh, we've had a little bit of stuff on Twitter. Um Tom uh, at HR uh Stuff said uh, he's been listening to the end of last season's Natter. Because I have no life, he says. Can definitely see who the negative one is. And this is basically <laughs> a full on dig at me. <laughs> So he's written it out in his notes app. Paul reckoned, but it is very interesting to hear. Paul reckoned 65% chance Rafa stays while Fergus went 50-50. So
2: this was last season, so... This was the end of last season. After relegation, Um, yeah.
1: Paul reckoned there was a 75% chance of us going up, as in this season. Fergus again said 50-50, then changed his mind and said (laughs) 60-40. Paul reckoned 1% we go to League One, while Fergus said 10%. Uh, I, I stand by all this? of these. I guess you weren't <laughs> in this pod. And uh, Paul Mitrovic and Perez to do really good in the Championship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I everything I said
1: was completely reasonable. I said 50 50. Yeah. Chance Rafa stays. That's you, the thing with percentages.
3: You, know, you can't be proved wrong unless you, you go for you know. 100 or 0. So yeah. it's all right. I think that
1: I was fairly
3: reasonable. But yeah, it is
1: true. I am consistently the most negative, Natura. No, uh, which may- is weird maybe because that's because I have the most, the worst life. <laughs> Sorry, carry on,
2: Dave. <laughs> I was just going to say, because you're, you're often the most, you, you're bizarrely like negative with long-term predictions, but positive short-term predictions.
1: Well, I'm the standard 1-1-er, though, huh? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Anywho. And also, Michael Inglesi says, So excited here in Australia, at least now I will get to watch them play every week instead of the odd televised game, albeit at a crazy time. Yeah,
3: we're all excited about that. We will mm. actually get to watch Newcastle play football. Something just, else exciting yes. about next season, we will, because of Spurs' ground move, we'll be playing at Wembley, guaranteed next season.
1: Guaranteed. We're so, actually going to get to Wembley. That's going to be something. <laughs> and we always do
3: really well there. But uh,
1: Spurs are terrible there as well, so it's... and we've got a good record against Spurs, and um, we could probably get ticket Yes yeah. we're on our way to win. <laughs> and um, uh, so th- we're also going to get a chance to watch us play football this Friday night against Cardiff away. It's on sky. Uh, what's your prediction Dave?
2: Uh, I think we're going to pick. Uh, you, yeah, guess what <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to win again I think we're going to um, beat them and then we're also going to win the final game of the season as well I think we're yeah two more wins please okay just one, give us a score give us a score oh 2-0 uh,
1: okay cool Paul 2-1 uh, 2-1 two one. Two two one one win was. I actually true to form negative Fergus <laughs> I actually think we'll lose this one, two, one because I think, you know, there might be a bit of a hangover. Um, a literal one. A literal one. Yeah. I'm so sad that we didn't get the chance to talk about the fact that, Dave, you spotted on Twitter that Maroon 5 um, <laughs> offered Hazes <Jesus> Gamers <laughs> <a> good <laughs> luck in the game against Preston. So none of us knows why the fuck that happened, but hopefully we'll come up with some answers for that. Yeah. In time for the next pod. But in the meantime, thank you, Dave Watson, very much for your time.
2: Thanks, Fergus, very much.
1: Thank you, Paul Doolin. (laughs) Thank you, Fergus, very much for your time. And thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listener, very much for your time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye! This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit PlaybackMedia.co. UK. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how.
2: If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for The Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at whistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one.